Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock. The well, oh, I almost said only, but now we're not. So the first, the first, <laughs> the first. podcast, <laughs> the first podcast about Singapore's pop music scene. Um, you know, talking about all the things that you never knew you needed to know until now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and I think before we get get on with anything, um, this is one thing that you guys need to know about the pop scene. Um, Kevin and I, well, we, we both play in a band called The Fast Colors. And um, we're just going to do this plug right up front. Uh, the Fast Colors will be doing a gig on 12th of March at the Festival Theatre at our Tempanese Hub. This will be a different kind of gig from what we usually do. It's a, it's a tribute gig to one of Singapore's uh, music heroes, Chris Ho, um, who sadly passed away last year. This tribute show to Chris Ho will be on uh, March the 12th at the, our Tempanese Hub Festive Arts Theatre. I think they'll be issuing out details as to how you can get tickets there. They're free, right, Kevin? For this show? Free, should be free. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, if you guys can come down for that show, please do so. Um, come and show your support. Not, not, not just only for the bands that are playing, um, but, you know, um, for, I guess, the whole of Singapore music and, and for Chris Ho, I mean, it, it's going to be quite a good show. Um, but yes, enough about the plug. Let's get on with um, what we're here today to do. <laughs> episode three, you know, episode three. We have to. Episode <laughs> we, three. Yeah, yeah, we're really digging into it now, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah, our our actually our, our guest is uh, Rene and Wong. But I wanna I wanna I wanna ask you when did, when do you first hear of Rene? Uh, or when's well, the first time you heard of? Yeah. Probably um, when they came out with the Esplanade came out with the list for the Beats auditions, their so called budding bands. Oh right, right, right. right. Yeah, she was a, she was in last year's Beats. Uh, yeah, that's show. probably when yeah first, yeah yeah. So that's probably when after probably like beginning of the year. I think they have the. I'm not sure when they do have the budding audition, but somewhat time last year, early last mm. year maybe. Yeah. So then that's when I first saw the name and you know checked her out on, on YouTube. Mm, okay. I, th- I think I was introduced to her by somebody else um, because I was I was just I was doing a I was doing a piece last year about like you know um, what's what's hot on Spotify from local artists and stuff. And I think somebody, mm. if I remember correctly, somebody introduced me to her music. I mean, she she I think she only appeared in Baby's last year but but she, i mean she had been putting out you know the occasional single and so over the last right. couple of years or so lah. yeah yeah but but yeah i mean and i watched her baby's uh, showcase on online it was it was a it was a good show and definitely one of those you know she's one of those people that you know as we all like to say if you play your cards correctly babies you know i mean babies is either very extreme or either side lah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. to get like very kind of pop punk. Yeah. That kind of vibe. You know, I, I I liked it. I, I thought I thought she did a very good job at the at, at Babies. Considering like, you know, last year's Babies yeah. wasn't we had to do all that yeah, yeah. social distancing stuff yeah. and all that. So it was it, yeah. she she was very I thought she did a very good set. Yeah. And, and, and she's got some cool uh videos as well. I mean if you check out her videos. Mm, mm. Uh quite cool videos to put together. So which I think nowadays I think uh for a lot of these young musicians and artists, uh they are quite savvy, so we get the right people around them. Yeah. To help help them to put stuff together. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but anyway, enough of us yakking. Let's get talking. 
So here's episode three featuring yeah. Renee and Wong. This week's guest is someone who has made waves in the past few years. Um, you know, uh, here's one very interesting description, which I'm just going to read off uh, my pad here. Um, she likes talking about quirky subject matter, like interplanetary life, and has vibrant cover art. So, uh, you know, interplanetary life is always fun to talk about in your songs. I think. Um, but without much further ado, she came, she, well, let me just do a quick, quick, uh, very briefly. She, she basically, uh, she joined Noise, the Noise uh, initiate, Initiative a few years ago um, and started releasing singles and EPs online. And um, she was also, she, I think you did the, she did the Great Singapore Replay open call thing. And yeah, most recently, well, I say recently, but by the time you hear this, it would have been a couple of months down the road. She did a, a fantastic set, I thought, at, at the Bay Beats at Esplanade. So let's just put our hands together like this and uh, welcome. Uh, wait, I forgot to ask, how do I pronounce your name? <laughs> Renee. 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 <laughs> well, there you go. Renee and Well, now you got things backwards, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll edit that and just change that out. <laughs> Please welcome yeah. Renee and Wong. Yay. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I was I actually wasn't part of Noise. So oh, you weren't? Okay. I, I, oh. I auditioned in 2017, but right. my demos weren't ready then. So they oh, were like, okay, try okay. again next year. And then when next year came, I think I was like busy in school, so I, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I did um I did the open call for the Great Singapore replay. It was mm. just like a, a they were like, you know, somebody will cover and win money. So I was like, hell yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then yeah, and then after that I, I auditioned again for the next season as but as a participating artist. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So I'll be like, yeah, for the Great Singapore replay, what was that like? I mean, you know, that whole idea was mm. basically they wanted younger musicians to do older Singapore songs. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the idea for season one. So um for the open call competition, they just wanted to, I guess, like engage the public. So I put out a video, um, you know, did all the hashtags and then submitted it. And then, um, so they picked from, I guess, all the videos that were submitted. And then um, they had a grand prize, which was a cash prize. And mm. they were like, okay, you get to perform um, at the final show as well. So okay, it, it was okay. quite cool. It was, it was at that point, like my most, like my biggest show that I'd done. Because there were so many people there. It right. was at Clarkie, just outside the central, next to the river. 
Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah, nice I was spot. a bit freaked out because I was like, oh, all the artists <laughs> from TGSL were there and I'm just like the, the open call winner. So I just went there, played the song and then like that was it, you know. But it was really cool and kind of scary. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so then that's why I knew about TGSR and then when season two came, um, I decided to just audition yeah, to submit my video audition as hmm. to participate in the whole campaign. Ah, right. right like, yeah. Okay. But the season two was a little different. Um, instead of reimagining old songs, they wanted you to create new songs. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I guess I was like kind of lucky because um, I already knew what to expect from season one, and then season two I got to create like my own song. So right, I, I yeah. felt that there was like what a plus, you know. Hmm. Yeah. So what 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 were you what did you do for season one and what did you do for for season two? So season one, I literally just did the the cover. Won like I was lucky, like I won the 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 competition, and then mm. I I got to play at the show. That's it. Yeah, so oh, I okay, ended okay. there. Which, which yeah. cover song do you do if you don't? Um, I did. She uh, he's, you're the boy. <laughs> What's it? Oh, you're the boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. the boy. Yeah, Shelly okay, and okay. the Super Strings. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. It, they actually did use that song um for one of the covers that they did as well. Oh yeah. right, right. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I, it's a popular song, I guess. So yeah, yeah so I picked yeah. that one. Oh yeah. okay. okay. And then yeah. in season two, it was a whole process. I it was about, if I'm not wrong, it was three months long. From yeah, I think it was from October to like January when the final showcase was. So basically, the task was to um write and record uh, an entirely new song. Yeah, oh, based okay. on a couple of things. So they had like the public vote on things like what the era was. So they had like different eras of Singapore where you were right. supposed to draw inspiration from. Right. And then, uh, so different eras and also different genres. Okay. Yeah, so they, they try to match us based on the genres that we were already kind of like experimenting with. Mm. Yeah. So I got 1930s Singapore. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, okay, but they to, to give them credit, so Tim DeCotta, he was the one running the show and he did yeah. his homework. He did the research, you know. So they had like a soundscape that they built for us for each era and they had like information of, about what to expect, how life was back then. So we, we had something to go on with. It wasn't like, okay, this is the year. Do something. <laughs> yeah. The year do something. Okay. It, was, it was interesting, yeah. Oh, and we got paired with like um, an, an established musician. Yeah. Yeah, right. so I was extremely blessed. I was paired with Charlie Lim, which was okay, a dream come okay. true. Yeah. So he guided oh. me and um, another artist, Marion Kamal, to, mm. to like throughout the writing. Well, not so much writing, throughout the production process. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So what, 1930s? Yeah. It was 1930s yes. indie. <laughs> yeah. 1930s. So I had to imagine like, okay, you know, what were the Orang Lao's doing there? Oh, Orang Lao, okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting because, um, I mean, I guess you would think like, oh, okay, I guess it's a, like, it's commissioned by, you know, Tomasik. It's, mm. it's, it's called the Great Singapore Replay. Like, oh, yeah. you have to write about Singapore. It's some patriotic thing, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were very open about what we could do. So, um, some people wrote about like you know about love songs um, okay. thinking about oh if I'm a person living back then how would my like how would a relationship be that kind of thing mm. and then mm. some of us wrote um, actually a lot of us wrote about like the colonial experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they were like okay you need to interact with the history but all of us are like oh well some yeah, of like, us were like it's difficult because it seems so far away and yeah. also like the history back then like okay at least for me I'm a bit I guess I'm a bit cynical when it comes to this kind of thing. So for me, how I kind of experienced the history was that like, I'm not a native to Singapore. I'm Chinese, right? It means that my ancestors yeah. were immigrants. So right. I, I can't say that 
this is my history because my people weren't here or like it's it's not their experience. So, you know, I, I felt like, am I a fraud for claiming that as my own? So that's right, what I wrote about. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even going further back, I mean, like, was this, was, was music something that you mm. always wanted to do? I mean, I read somewhere that you actually like picked up playing the piano at four years old or something like that. Classically trained, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess like every Chinese, most Chinese kids in Singapore, you know, parents sign you up, you don't really have a choice. But I'm grateful, <laughs> I'm grateful, you know. Back then, not so <laughs> much, but say, I'm yeah, grateful yeah. now. <laughs> thanks, thanks, parents. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did piano from young, probably around four. And then, you know, did the whole like, did the exams, did the grades and stuff. And then uh-huh. when I went to primary school, um, I was primary four, so I was 10. And um, they started they opened like a guitar on some CCA, like classical guitar on some. Oh, okay. And I was okay. like, that's cool. I like Avril Lavigne. I want to learn guitar. Right, so, right. yeah, so I, 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 you know, signed up for the CCA and then that's, I guess that's how it all started because that was like the first instrument that I wanted to learn. So it, so it felt different, you know, it hit different than, than like doing classical piano. This yeah, is so in I did primary that. school? Primary school. Okay, yeah. Okay, and wow, then, okay. um, I I don't know whether it was a good or a bad thing. Probably a good thing, but I continued being in the guitar ensemble all the way until um, junior college. So wow, yeah, okay. I mean, I felt a bit stuck because I was like, I'm just playing classical guitar with like forty other people. But it <laughs> but you know it got me into JC. But so yeah, so I did that, and um, it was it's in secondary school that I started to like play for school shows and stuff. You know, mm. um, and then after JC, I had a a whole like nine months before uni started. Okay. So my friends and I were all interested in like music and we were like, okay, let's let's form a cover band. So we did that. Oh, yeah. okay. And what, what kind of stuff did you cover? I mean Um mostly pop stuff, just things that we like. So my friend and I we we started doing music like performing in school together because we both love McFly. Like bands like okay. McFly, Simple Play, and Avril Lavigne, <laughs> okay. you know. Okay. Yeah. So we would do a lot of that and a lot of pop stuff because you know, if we were doing like um events that people commission us for, they would want to hear the the latest stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so okay. yeah, okay. so we did that. Yeah. It was the the band name was very unimaginative. Like we could not think of something. So we were the Lonely Hearts Club band. Like a couple of <laughs> 19-year-olds, you know, named after the Beatles. Like what do we know? <laughs> we didn't even play that many Beatles songs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we were the Lonely Hearts Club band. Like just like probably another hundred bands in the world who had the same name. Well, <laughs> Hundreds yeah. of bands. Well, well. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, okay. So so you so the so the, when did the Hearts Club band uh break up and you decided to just go it on your own? Um so it was we kinda had a stop when we went into uni and okay. the guys went into NS because it was just mm. difficult, you know. Yeah, so it was kind of because of that. But at the same time, it was through the band that I knew I wanted to do my own stuff. So oh. I did try to bring like my original music to the band, but it was it kind of, it just kind of didn't work out because we didn't have time to like write, and I think not all of us were interested in in writing. So yeah, so mm. it, it didn't work out, and I was like, okay, well, being in a band is hard, you know, scheduling people. I had a bandmate who would constantly turn up late, so that was annoying. <laughs> and I was uh, like, okay, you know, I'll just do it alone. Like, I, if if I'm late, then I'm late. You know, there's no one else yeah, to wait for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I started to write, like, really write my own stuff when I went to uni.
So, so what was the inspiration for starting to write songs? Like, what what made you think that yes, I could do this? Um, I guess it was you know, well, okay. Firstly, I had a couple of friends in. I stayed in hall in NUS, so I was very lucky because there were groups in hall who were doing music as well. Mm. So there was a group doing um cover music, and there was a it's like like a, I guess like a CCA kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was also a group doing original music. So right. I joined both, and um I met like I guess like minded people who to this day are still doing original music. So like some of my 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 batchmates and my my seniors, you know, include bands like Terrestria, Royal Estate. Um, mm, okay. The guys from Mal Life were actually from my hall as well. Oh, so, okay. yeah, so there was quite a good, like, I wouldn't say tradition, but a good pattern of people who mm. were, like, really interested in writing and, and releasing their own music. Yeah, so I did that, and that was definitely a, a huge thing, like, the community and learning from each other. But also, you know, being in uni, I'm like, oh, life sucks, school sucks. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna write about it. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it started. Okay, so so let's talk about let's talk about the early stuff that you did. Um, you know, how did that, how did you? I mean, you so you write these songs. Um, you know, why did you decide to record them uh, and and put them out? Right. So the first song that I released is called Lonely, and mm. um, it's like a. It's a like a waltz. I mean, it's like a three-four yeah. rock ballad kind of thing. Yeah, and when before I put it out, I actually thought about it really hard because it's like it's my debut song. It's the first thing people are gonna hear. You know, like it needs yeah. to be perfect. And so I was going back and forth between like, you know, if I wanna be an artist that puts out like pop rock music, should I put out something fast and like, you know, happy? Because lonely is like kind of depressing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but I thought about it for so long, and I was like, okay, but I like the song, and and mm-hmm. and I think that's what matters the most. That I'm. I need to be happy that this is the song I chose to put out and I guess you know when you're at the start of your career you're very precious about like how people perceive you about what music goes out yeah. I mean I'm not that far into my career but now I'm kind of like oh whatever I don't really care <laughs> just if I want to put it out it's going to be out you know yeah, that was but quick. Like, <laughs> just, you know the pandemic really like mellowed me out now I'm like eh, wow okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah so so I, I I put that one out and I think about the streaming platform thing I as I was writing my own music, it was at an age where it was very normal to put your stuff out on streaming platforms, yes. super accessible, and it wasn't like it was like, oh wow, your music is is out on on streaming platform, like you must be amazing, you know. It was so normal right, right. already, so it was kind of like the natural thing to do, yeah. Because I mean, there wasn't really any other option in terms of yeah, I could have gone the Bandcamp route. Mm, um, I, I could have. You know, but nobody does CDs anymore, so it had to be some sort of online streaming thing. Yeah, yeah. But I guess in my view, as like a um more pop pop artist and not like a super indie kind of person, and because most of the music I consumed were on streaming platforms, so I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, like, what's interesting, uh, I find, um, you know, having gone through your playlist, is that this the kind of stuff that you write. Uh, in terms of your subject matter, I mean, apart from you know alien life forms and and when <laughs> when are you gonna get us out of here? <laughs> but there is a I mean there is a sense of uh, you know I I think a song like leaving anyway, um, and you know yeah, since you mentioned lonely and stuff I mean they all tend to also have that same thread, uh, and it and I I'm assuming that this is your own um, view of what your what life is at the moment you know a sense of like finding a space uh, as well as like not just where you are now but what's 
what's in it for me in 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 the in the days to come that kind of thing is mm. is yeah was that a, was that a key thing uh, for you when you when you were comp- when you're composing is it all from the same period or you know how have your how has your song writing progressed since you know you put out lonely um okay i'm i'm a bit ill disciplined um and by that i mean that i write when i feel things <laughs> so i try to like you know write like be more disciplined about writing as a practice but i feel like most of my i mean naturally the most honest work comes out when i'm in a like in a very emotional place so yeah. i i feel that i i tend to turn to songwriting when i want to reflect on what's happening or yeah. like i want to I mean, is is the typical like okay, singer songwriter like I'm penning out my thoughts, you know? So yeah, I feel I was like say it's like a yeah, it's like a musical uh, journal. Yeah, something. exactly, and and I feel that so far that's worked very well for me because yeah. like um for the more I guess ref- like self reflective personal songs like what you said, lonely and leaving anyway. Th- those were moments where you know I felt I felt something really deeply. But then for songs like UFO, where it's a bit more existential, mm. it like for UFO I wrote it when I was like. It was during COVID, and I was like, nothing is happening. <laughs> I'm not experiencing anything because I'm just at home. Like, how am I gonna, yes. you know, get inspiration to write? And so then I wrote UFO, and I was like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, take me out of this. I'll take me off this planet. You know. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. So was it lyrics first? Um. Yeah. I usually write lyrics first. So I, I didn't write these songs all at once. So lonely mm. came first for mm. sure. And most of the songs that I wrote for, um, the EP that I put out in the EP, um, I wrote. From the end of twenty nineteen, so just before the pandemic, and then okay. right in the pandemic, right. yeah. But yeah, I usually write lyrics first, or no, no, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me, let me re- um rephrase that. I write like a short melody first, and then I write the lyrics to go with it, and then I work on the melody after that. Cause oh. I've I've tried writing lyrics first, and it always ends up to be some sort of like super long spoken word thing, and I'm like, yeah, I can't put. I'm not Elton mm. John. I can't do this. Mm. So the the <laughs> lyric, I mean the the melody usually comes first. Like if I'm in the shower or something, just like think of you know a couple of notes, a phrase or something. Yeah, that works best for me. Okay, you know maybe you can also talk about like, you know you you so you write a song, you record the song, you know, and then you put it out on Spotify and stuff. But that will just be that, you know. So you how do you how do you what did you have to do to make sure that you got the word out that. Mm. You know, hey, my stuff is out there. Go check it out. I mean, you're you know getting thousands or five figure listening, uh, or download streams and stuff. That's not a that's that's not easy. I mean, we're mm. we're struggling here with this podcast, aren't we? We have five yeah. followers, and <laughs> you know. So how how do you manage to get out uh uh get that out, get the word out, and? Right, firstly, thank you. That's very kind for you to say because in this age like five figure streaming numbers are nothing you know so mm. it, there is the constant pressure to like get more listeners and more streams but um yeah, yeah social media for sure i think that's especially because of the pandemic right like what other way am, how else am i going to reach out to to people yeah. and, like new listeners but before the pandemic in terms of like local listeners actually playing shows helped a lot so mm. i would okay. see a like a constant pattern where i would get more engagement and like more followers more listeners after i play a show um and this is usually at places like the esplanade where people want to consume music you know right, so right, that yeah. was like a huge yeah. so it was a huge loss when um the pandemic hit because suddenly i had lost a whole like 
great channel and and you know platform to showcase my music and, and just like everyone else I'm sure yeah. yeah but so social media is one is something that I constantly struggle with I mean I'm sure you guys don't know like as the musician um, slash manager slash marketing person you know it's it's, <laughs> it's like social media is not what I want to do but I don't have a choice <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah, if yeah, I could yeah. I would hire someone to do it but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah so social media um, I mean it is and oh and like another thing that's really that I find really helps is when like my because I have a couple of friends in the in the scene as well who are doing music so mm-hmm. like um I've discovered that you know by doing live streams together or just kind of like um just like being friendly on social media and like have, mm-hmm. like reposting each other's stuff that really yeah. helps so I'm like yeah, yes yeah, the community yeah. is you know is is holding each other up yeah so that's one big thing as well. interesting that you mentioned like the live shows and stuff like that because i mean yeah. I, I caught your baby set mm. um and i, I mean I, I thought it was great i think i think thank mentioned. you um yeah because i think you're one of those i mean not i'm not trying to this others and all that kind of stuff but you actually because like when you watch your set you you as an audience um i believe you do get engaged whenever and there's there's some sort of like a, uh, communication between you and mm-hmm. your audience, uh, which I find that some other bands sometimes they kind of forget about that, or maybe they are too nervous or something, or they, they just focus so much on the playing of the song. Stage presence, I think that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I think I think I mean yeah, which I thought you you handled that perfectly. I mean, so but was, is it a thing? Yep. Does it come naturally to you? Because I can tell you for us, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something that I've always found very important. And especially, I think, because I'm, like, a solo artist, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, and, and also the beginning of, I guess, a female, you know, solo artist in Singapore, I've always wanted to make sure that the image that I'm portraying is the image I want people to see. And I think the one, like, important way for me to do that is is to to speak, right? Like, to literally directly communicate. And, mm. I mean, it helps because, like, I did theatre last time when I was in, like, JC. I studied drama and stuff. So, oh, okay. the oh, like, the public speaking thing helps. I will actually plan what to say. Like, so oh, really? I, I, yeah, okay. I will plan what to say and when to say it. And, like, my band will know. Like, I'll write it in the set list. Okay, over here, I'm going to talk. Like, so oh, give me, wow. Yeah, okay. that kind of thing. I think that's important. So, at least I'm not, like, caught off guard. Um, because I, yeah, I, I feel like prepping, not, I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a script. I sometimes I yep. even write keywords to say so exactly. I don't forget, like, okay, thank this person, <laughs> like, say what this song means, you know? Right, no? right, right. Yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah, wow. it's good because I mean, that's one of the things that I used to tell when I was in Noise, mm-hmm. my mentees, the script. Yes. So, wow. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Full marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta do my homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, did, but was it was it did you did you get learn about that kind of thing like from watching other bands or or is it mostly just a thing that you somehow just knew okay this is how a show should look like you know I come on I play two tracks and then I will like talk to the people and then talk about the next track and then that kind of thing. 
I think a little bit of both because when I was young, I used to, I mean, even now, well, not, not right now, but like before the pandemic, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I used to watch a lot of shows. So when I was a kid, I would mm. save up all my Chinese New Year Ang Pao money, Christmas money, birthday money, and literally spend it all on concert tickets. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really? So okay. yeah, I would, I would do that because tickets <laughs> like, are so expensive, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, so, but it was worth it. Which gigs did you go and see? Yeah. Um, okay. In recent years, I've seen like John Mayer, 1975, The Japanese House. Mm. Um, oh my God. In recent years, meaning like two years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. But 2019 was a great year from for like international yeah. music coming in. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, when I was younger, the first show I watched was Avril Lavigne. It was the Bones oh, okay. tour. The Bone Bones with a Z at the end. Bones yeah. tour. Mm. Uh, my my dad brought me and my sister. I was I was nine, wow. I think. Yeah. Wow. So okay, that was okay. that was an awesome okay. experience. I was like, nice. hey, she's short, just like me. She's so small. <laughs> if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's tiny. So tiny. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess it's, it's different, right? Because if if someone comes in like playing a concert, people the fans know the songs. You don't have to introduce the songs. Mm-hmm. But like if you're, you know, like me, I'm 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 starting out. I need people to like. I want to engage people. I wanna I want them to like to like be interested enough to stay and, and listen. So I guess it's both a mix of like watching other people do it and also thinking like, okay, if I'm an audience member, what would I want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course right. you know talking to my right. friends about it and then. And then, like, thinking, okay, especially if it's a new song, I should probably, I shouldn't just play it. I should at least give them the name so that if they hear it and then I put it out mm. and they'll be like, oh, I've heard this before. I'm going right, to right. listen to it. Yeah. So I think that's important. Mm, excellent. You're an analytical sponge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think that's true though, because one of the things that I've, I've sometimes felt when I go and watch shows, I mean, not just the international acts and stuff. I mean, yeah, you, you know, the thing is when you watch something like that and when you watch like some of the, even like our local shows and then mm. you go like, you know, why, why, what is the difference <laughs> between that kind of show and yeah. and a show that you can see at say the Esplanade or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, why does one engage me more than another? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just saying that the international, all the international acts are like that because some of them are really terrible at stage. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I <laughs> Maroon Five. Oh, I've yeah. gone. Yeah, I've did gone. you go to the, the one at the indoor stadium? I went to the one at F one. Oh, the F one one. Okay, yeah. I went to the one at indoor stadium. They just came on. They just played. The only he only said three times thank you, and then that was it. And then they oh, walked wow. on. And I'm yeah. going like, wow, that was a waste of. <laughs> that yeah, waste of that a lot makes of it such a bad experience <laughs> for the fans, right? Yeah, yeah right. Because they just. I mean, I I reckon they were just going on about. Well, I guess everybody knows, you know, all the songs. So why should I bother to talk about them again? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what his thinking was, but they came and they just played. You know, I mean, they did play all the big hits at the end, mm-hmm. but then, and the last, the last song was when he said thank you, and, and then they walked off, and then everybody was like, so what's happening? <laughs> or, or you get the other extreme, right? Uh, as you get a Richard Yamagata. No, but yeah, she should be playing a song. Then suddenly she stopped. You know, she looked. Oh, what wrong chord? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I think her fans like that yeah, kind of stuff. Yes, they, yes, they, they soak it up because I mean, say the same. You can talk about say like Taylor Swift. I don't watch mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, mm. and you know, say what you like about her music. You know, whether you like that kind of stuff or the Max Martin production or whatever. Mm. But she's actually a very good crafter mm. of is that is that a word crafter? But she's actually very good she at, knows at doing that stuff, show. She knows doing a stuff. show, yeah. yeah. She's a great performer. Yeah, and doing the show. And like personally, I kind of like shows like that. I mean, like when I was watching in music, 
there's this South African performer coming in and he was, I mean, nobody had ever heard of him. So it's like an unknown entity here. Mm. But he did end up telling a lot of stories about how he wrote the song, what the mm. song is about. And, you know, like, this is a story about my grandmother, blah, 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 whatever it is. Uh. And then he starts playing the song. I mean, in all his one hour set, we only heard like probably like six or seven songs wow. <laughs> because he had spent the rest of the time <laughs> doing the setup for the tunes. But, you know, they were nice tunes. I mean... I mean, I, I like that. I like to know, yeah. because I'm a capable person like that. I like to know what inspires this person. Yeah. Why is this song like this? You know? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it just like humanizes the artist, right? I, yeah, that's it's a good mo- much way. Much more of, relatable. Sometimes we need to see that. I mean, some, we need to see stars or we want to see, you know, our so-called our idols and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it also works when you realize that, you know, that person up there on the stage is... You know, we can be friends. You know what I mean? That, that kind of, it's that kind yeah. of uh, uh, idea that you know we could go to the Kopitiam. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, come Taylor Swift, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She totally Batomi. would, right? <laughs> but maybe not Adam Levine, <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I, I, I don't know. Maybe not <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, definitely. I think she won't mind. This is where your mom used to go and eat her bat Tommy when she was living in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, so, so. So having done that, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, so Baybeats, um, that show, from then, are you, what's, what's up that, you know, what's up with you? Like, um, or what's, what has been the thing that's been helping you carry on through, right. through just, yeah, let's, let's just do this. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm very lucky because my parents are actually very supportive. They, okay. they were at my baby's show. They come to my shows. My dad wore my shirt and everything, you know. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> because their rationale is that they are the ones that put me in music class, you know, mm. for a reason. Yeah. It's for me to explore, yeah. it, explore it, right? So they don't understand when, like, parents make the kids go for violin, you know, go for cello. Mm-hmm. And then when the kid wants to do it, they're like, no, go and be a doctor. You know, oh, right. yeah. So my parents are kind of cool that way, and I mean, my sister also did theater, and she's an actor now. Oh, so cool. it's like, I mean, my my parents might not be able to retire soon, but you know, at least we're doing what we love. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. So I've always had the support. Very lucky, and um, yeah. I mean, I think what keeps me going is really the. I feel like when I was starting out validation was very important to me external validation okay. and you know i i got that a lot from like my friends and of course my my mm. family you know mm-hmm. um but yeah like and being around people who also enjoyed music and would actually engage with my music was extremely helpful because i was like okay at least they like it you know and if the people i love like the music then it's worth it you know mm. yeah but i mean i've gotten to a point where i'm like okay look i'm not gonna please everyone and as long as I like it, I think that's the most important. Because it's not like I'm gunning to be the most popular musician in the world. Like I'm not gonna be Justin Bieber, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. No, really. Yeah. Not yeah. Justin Bieber. No. no, I mean, I mean maybe, mm, maybe like Selena Gomez, but Justin Bieber okay. a bit different. Yeah. But okay. yeah, you know, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock the indie thing. Like, I, it's okay. I don't need to be a pop star. Like, I just want to do the music that I like. So doing babies has always been. I mean, I feel like every Singapore like indie artist. Babies is the milestone, right? And it was definitely mm. that for me. And I, I mean, I entered Babies this year. Well, by this time, it will be last year, 2021. Um, I entered it as a budding band. So right. I went through the program. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to wait for them to call me. I'm going to go in myself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to take the chance. I just, I want to play. Yeah. So I tried it. And then, you know, thankfully I got in and I was like, okay, cool. Then, then, 
like I can take this off my bucket list, you know. So what was right. the sorry, what was the experience like for the auditions? Um audition, so it was a video audition and then oh, it was okay. uh yeah, then it was a live callback. Yeah. yeah. So and we like, went into this okay. into the NX studio at the Esplanade mm. and then everyone had like fifteen minutes to play two songs and then in out in out that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a bit scary because like the judges are there, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is like looking, but like I said, like, I think now I'm very thick skin already. I'm like, yeah, at least I get to play, you know, like my bad eye, we play two songs happy, then don't get in the mind. Nah. At least we, we got free jamming, <laughs> okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, free so, session, so, right? So, yeah, yeah. so what were the comments you remember? Um so like well they were they were good and bad. The positive were things that like oh in terms of like emotion and like being emotive that was conveyed well, that kind of thing. So I was like good because I'm like putting it on like it's an yeah. act and, and you fell for it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the the well I wouldn't say negative comments, but the constructive comments were were things that I've um, you know, comments I've gotten before and that I also am very, very aware of, which is that like I don't know, like, or not I don't know, or like, they, the listener doesn't really know what my genre is. So, like, when you listen what to the EP, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you would also think about that, lah. Like, if you listen to the EP, it's, mm-hmm. it's five songs that sound, like, don't sound the same, right? Yeah, so for me, I'm like, okay, I get that, and I think that is, like, good feedback, because it is true, like, they don't sound the same. And the reason why I did that is because, like, I mean, I'm basically mm. just experimenting at this point. You know, I, I feel that, like, there's so much pressure to kind of decide what kind of music I want to do, especially because I'm a solo artist, so I have to do make the decision, and I'm like, but I want to do everything. Yeah, why, why shouldn't yeah. you be allowed? Actually, yeah. that's true. I, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no. Okay, so, I, I, okay, I have to confess I have an agenda when I ask you that question. Okay. Because I've heard, like, that, 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 that this is a common thing mm-hmm. that they do now ask about genre and not understanding your genre. And I that just pissed me off. La. Mm-hmm. I mean, why are you telling this young artist talking about whether what genre they should play or not play? You know, mm-hmm. fuck off. La. Yeah. Pardon my yeah, French. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what was that French? Thank you so much. Yeah, that was French. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, you're, you're, you're fluent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when, I, when I used to hear that um, back when I just started, it was mm. difficult to hear because I was mm. like, okay, I'm trying, you know, but mm. it's, it, it's, it's like, I, I'm just starting out. Like, how am I supposed to know what I like? Like, I listen to so yeah. much music, exactly. you know, and, and I feel like, because I listen to a lot of like pop rock, pop and indie stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is, we, well, I mean, I, I, I see the, the, the validity in like genres because it helps, you know, with like streaming platforms and listeners mm-hmm. to kind of know, mm-hmm. go to what they want. But at the same time, Everyone crosses genres. Like you can't say yeah, that for exactly. sure. Oh, this is a pop song. You know, yep, yep, like yep, R and B exactly. is pop now. Yep. So is it R and B or is it pop? Right. Yep, yep, right. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's totally. True. Totally. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, just want to do yeah. what I want. You know, and and I feel like the one thing that that maybe like is the common thread in like in let's see in the EP is that you know I wrote these songs. Mm-hmm. They is the writing style, but you know people. I I don't know. I guess the the first thing that they would I guess hear is like the way it sounds, and I don't fault them for that. Because mm. yeah, but for me, I'm like that's okay to say that. I, I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. I'm like yeah, I have range, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, but it's I mean personally for me, I I I don't like it. I don't like it when an artist sounds the same from recording to recording. I really really don't like it. Which is why I fell out of fell out of the whole grunge thing or the whole emo thing or whatever. Because it's like LP one or album one and album two. And then album three, and they still have the same vibe going on. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, la, enough. La. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, my first album, right, which is almost 30 years ago now, the common comment I want was, oh, this guy needs to settle down on a style. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> yeah, because, you know... <laughs> what the hell, the fact right? that your name is there is not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would yeah, I mean, say, but for, for a lot of, even like for the local acts and stuff like that, yeah, those have done more than, you know, yeah. one recording. Yeah, I, I like I like it when they move on, mm. when they stop. Like you know, many of them start out as doing the typical singer songwriter acoustic guitar thing. Yeah. But then they move on. They add you know electro beats and stuff like that. And I think whether or not I I like that music per se. Like if you know if you start off as an acoustic singer songwriter, and then the next thing you do is an EDM thing. I mean EDM not necessarily in my top ten of you know genres that I like. But I still think that, you know, it's good that people haven't, like, pigeonholed themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I mean, I think that's the worst thing if somebody comes out and goes like, oh, you know, yeah, this guy, yeah, he's that guy who can only do, like, acoustic singer-songwriter yeah. thing or whatever. And I think that that's like, ah. Uh. Yeah, I know what you mean. The irony is that, like, I mean, okay... I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift, I must say. And, mm-hmm. you know, Red Taylor's version just came out. And Red oh, is yeah, one of her yeah. most, like, like... Um, diverse albums in terms of genre like you have country True. you have pop you have acoustic stuff mm. you know so it's like if a global and like Grammy winning pop star yeah. can do this then why are you telling like the Singapore artists that they <laughs> should figure out what they want to do exactly right? exactly yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. and, and the, the thing is like I've had a lot of people also tell me and, and even people like within the industry you know like those people that that have I mean, I guess I like experts, you know, the Lao Jiao or whatever. Like, yeah. they, told me, they have told me like, oh yeah, you should do this kind of music. This is this works for you. You should do this. Oh, yeah, and then I'm always ouch. like, thank you, but you know, I kind of want to decide on my own. Check out my new rap. <laughs> <laughs> Next EP is going to be a Next EP. EP. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Metal jazz. Metal jazz. Oh my God. Don't get me started on metal jazz. <laughs> no, like you should just tell him my genre is Renny. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Abhi, that, you know, speaking of your next genre, what is your, what's the next, next in the pipeline for you? I mean, like, um, yeah, um, I mean, I, in terms of like, I'm, I've been writing now, so uh, I don't really foresee any shows coming up because, yeah, I mean, I'll just take them as they come, but so mm. far, no plans for shows. Then again, this is going to be coming out in March, right? So, like, ish, 2020. <laughs> so hopefully by then, I'll have played some more shows. But, um, yeah, I'm just writing and now I'm kind of leaning into like the indie, indie rock thing. Um, trying to mm-hmm. find a space there yeah because I, I've tried the pop punk thing right and like it's fun but um, I feel like okay my voice not so suited for it never mind I've done my like two pop punk tracks I'm satisfied let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. let's try something new yeah right. so that's what I'm doing now yeah okay okay so so I mean you will be putting out these things out oh yeah for sure um, I don't know whether it's gonna be singles or an EP or an album but we'll see I mean the whole reason why I put out an EP and not an album is because I knew that the songs were so different so like I've always had the idea that I was like okay if it's gonna be an album there has to be some sort of 
thematic consistency. You know, ah, whether it's okay. like mood or or the sound or I guess maybe even the story. Yeah. So right. I feel like okay, when when I do write an album, I want it to I want to write for the album because the EP was basically okay. a collection of songs. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Like short stories, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, fingers crossed, you know, things get better in the coming years. Um, do you have any ambitions about uh, playing overseas music oh, festivals? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, I think there's, now that I have babies, I can like hopefully use that as, as, as something to show people. But yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to go to like Indonesia, uh, Malaysia, and then like, the the goal is to do the circuit of the the tours the commercial mm. tours la. Mm-hmm. I mean you okay, know there's Taiwan okay. Thailand and all that yeah yep. but like I have a f- couple of friends in Indonesia who are, like we do like similar stuff pop rock stuff mm, so like okay. you know if I can get the- I actually wanted to go in in twenty twenty um in like right. April but then of course you yeah. know yeah. 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 yeah so even if it's just like go there for a holiday play a free show or something you know just to get get the the music out I think that'll be really really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, over the conversation, uh, over the series of doing this podcast, and we've heard from several different other musicians and stuff, and you know, your your, if there's anything you should write on your whiteboard of goals, things to do, you should just put Glastonbury right up there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> join Wormrod. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it, it can be done if Wormrod can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other other people can do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I just want to say thank you very much for, for joining us on this pod. You know, and um, before we go, I mean, is, where, where are your handles out there that people can uh, catch you on socials and stuff like that? You can catch me on Instagram at Rene N. Wong. That's R-E-N-E with one E, A-N-N-W-O-N-G. And then... Okay. You can just search that on like all streaming platforms. No, no, sorry. Streaming platforms, search Rene. <laughs> R-E-N-E. Um, okay. My latest EP, well, I think by then, yeah, will be, it's called Something to Hide. It's available on all streaming platforms. Um, hopefully by 2022, I'll put some stuff on Bandcamp. Um, I've been thinking actually about doing maybe an acoustic uh, uh, version of the EP mm-hmm. just for fun. See how that takes off. And yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Twitch, but okay. I just watch people's streams. I don't actually stream on Twitch. <laughs> no, really? I watch I watch people game on Twitch. You can, so you're not a gamer per se. Uh, I like to play lah, but not to the extent where I will let people watch me play. Mm. <laughs> and also, my computer does not have the bandwidth to support streaming. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe in the future, if you know anyone is listening, anyone wants to sponsor me, <laughs> I'm more yeah, than yeah, happy yeah. to take something. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so guys, please support. Yes. you know, uh, local artists. You know, Renee especially <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you so much for having me this was such a, a nice chat it's nice to talk to people who, who are kind of like you know okay with going against the grain so called and by grain I mean like you know putting people into boxes because that kind of sucks <laughs> I know, no, oh, definitely, definitely yeah. not <laughs> although, although not. I have I will add a caveat to that it's like even if you are in a box right what you do inside the box that actually you know can you go spirals in a four corner <laughs> Space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, thank thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this and for coming on. 
Yeah, it's yeah, great. Definitely, we're Thanks looking for forward to hearing. Yeah, more hopefully, your, hopefully you can catch up in the real world. Yeah, <laughs> one yeah. day, one day. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. coming when, to... when they allow enough people yeah. to get yeah. together. I think by the time the um the episode comes out, maybe they'll allow three people. Three people, be. yeah. <laughs> then just nice. <laughs> three adults, two kids, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Like in the taxis, you know, they used to have that right in the cab. Oh there. yeah, oh yeah. I remember the infographics. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but thank you very much again. It's nice to it's nice to have met you all. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pity, definitely. If if I was still doing noise and you had auditioned, definitely I would have chosen you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's okay, all good. I didn't go for noise, but I still managed it's to okay, do it. So it's okay, okay lah. <laughs> it's okay, It's not the end of the world for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, just just keep yeah, just keep doing yeah. the, I mean if you know with what if, if there's anything that we've learned also it's just to go out there and do it for yourself mm-hmm. you know what's the worst that you can say no and then yeah. Yeah, no yeah, that yeah, means yeah. you're still yeah. you know it doesn't matter anymore yeah. yeah you shouldn't take to heart when people mm-hmm. when people slam the door in your face because that's going to happen a lot yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> more 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 often than when they yeah sure come and do yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully things will get better um, yeah. you know so many it's very funny because all the different platforms that we have for musicians these days, well, technically, there are quite a lot, right? I mean, okay, now with COVID, so many places are closing down. But, mm. Yeah, you know, so If you're looking at live spaces, actually, there are quite, quite a few. La. It's yeah, just but, a matter of... But people always say like the medium-sized venues have closed down. Like I've always wanted to play a decline, actually, but... You know, oh, right. Gone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Th- that's why like, I think that's a problem also for for musicians like me, I, I feel like it's either a small venue or a big venue. And I'm not confident enough to like say that I can sell out the big venue. It's, it's probably going to be like really expensive, you know, to book it or something. Yeah. So it's like, then the option seems so limited because where yeah. else can I go? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you want, you can take it from the Beastie Boys playbook mm-hmm. and just do the small venues. A lot yeah. of small venues that mm-hmm. add up. I mean, if nothing else, the main thing about playing small venues, mm. I mean, for me, I like I like small venues personally because it's less. I mean, I I I like I said, my public speaking is quite jalat. So <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't in, be able to tell. No, no, no. This that's <laughs> only three of us. That's fine. But if there's like three thousand of, yeah, that's a bit different. <laughs> I still remember this, and I still remember it because it's one of my favorite shows. We did Esplanade Concourse one time and there were only like four people in the audience because uh-huh. it was a dark it was a dark week so there were no shows going on at Esplanade oh, okay. so nobody was going to the Esplanade except to go to bypass and go in Makan mm-hmm. outside right and I thought that that was like one of the most <laughs> most fun we could hear <laughs> we could hear everything properly you could get all the you know the balance and the mm-hmm. sound was yeah, right the Esplanade sound was always great yeah you know and we're playing we're playing with acoustic instruments yeah. so it was really good acoustic. and I yeah I like that one I mean you know, it was really fun to it was really fun to do that kind of show. But as opposed to when we were doing the outdoor theater, um, um, I think it was for babies also. There was one guy who was performing before us, a Malaysian a Malaysian singer, and he was awesome. I mean, yeah. he pulled oh, yeah, out yeah. every single thing from his bag of tricks, man. Yeah. The, the, you know, the jumping off the jumping off the yeah, yeah, yeah. riser, Ooh. you know, and getting the whole crowd going. And and we were going after him, and I was like. Shit! <laughs> how are we supposed to pull and act like this? Yeah, that's when I pulled out. That's when I had to do that guitar smashing thing. Cause I was like, there's nothing, 
nothing is going to top that unless I break something on stage. So I said, yeah, let's just see. If, let's is there just a video that of that? Work. Because I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we do have a video of that. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. please send it to me. I really Look, want to yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will and I will and to top it, it off, you. I was sick that day. Oh. And I was singing. Oh no! I was singing. Oh, that's like my worst nightmare. fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. At least guitarist flew okay lah. Never mind lah. Just Still okay. Paper. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. Oh. Now the audience aren't allowed to stand up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so at that show that you, I mean, I watched it from home. Um, mm-hmm. but for that gig, then they they were all. I mean, they. I mean, obviously the social. Do, yeah. And stuff. But then they weren't allowed to sing along and stuff like that. No, not allowed to interact. So they left. There's like, it's funny because there's like a splash zone at the front. So like because apparently like you know the singer's spit will travel so far that her hit the audience. I think it, honestly, I think it was like a five meter distance. And you know, the stage is not that far from the first row of seats, right? But like, yeah, so there's a splash zone. And then everyone is distanced, either s- sitting in pairs or like single. Uh. So when you look out, it's a bit sad because is it looks very sparse, yeah. So I mm. think if I'm not wrong, the capacity for, uh, for the shows at babies at the outdoor theater because of COVID was like maybe, hundred and fifty or something. Well, small, when right. usually, yeah. well, small okay. show already. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it was it was a bit okay. weird lah because and, I mean because you all played right. I don't know if it was the same, but when I was playing, I could see the audience like mm. the lights mm-hmm. were basically on like the house lights or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why. Yeah, so yeah, it was a bit weird. Because it's like doesn't you, feel like a stage. Usually it's off. Uh, usually it's the house. I don't know yeah, when we were playing. Was towards... it? Yeah, it was off when we were playing. No, it's it off. off. It's usually off. Yeah. It's only the on stage lah. We can't see. Yeah. The, yeah so I don't know if it was like a screw up or cause of COVID, like you know people coming in and that's out. Weird. But that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it's weird. So yeah. I was a bit like, yeah. oh okay, never mind. Just just ignore. I can see like my friends like late walking in. Oh, the walking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine. Oh yeah, you know we were even restricted because of COVID, right? On stage, so. They told us, okay, everyone on stage. And the thing is, everyone had taken tests. So if you're a singer or a wind instrumentalist, you have to do the, the like yeah. the clinic ART, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And if not, okay. you still have to do the self-test on yeah. the day itself. And they were like, okay, you all have to be at least two meters apart on stage. You cannot physically interact. Yeah. Cannot yeah. move. Oh. Yeah. And it's oh, like, right. oh, this sucks. Okay. <laughs> static, static. Yeah. And they've done just... away with it though. Right after babies, they were like, okay, Lucen, your performers can interact on stage. So maybe they like kind of held it until babies. Yeah, but so that was a bit like oh, but yeah, that's what I said. I like I like the way you did it because you, you still I think I think you still managed to get, you know, whatever you wanted mm. to say and get your points across mm. and stuff like that, which which was good. I mean, which something that when I watched the other bands, you know, on the other stages on the live stream and stuff, I felt that some of them just missed the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's just keen to play the songs, you know, because half an hour is so short, right? Yeah, they just yeah. want to play whatever they can play. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. That's true. Mm. But yeah, you have to did, perform. Did you guys catch Caracal set? Yeah, I did. I did. Mm. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Was fun, but yeah. they've been doing this for so long. Yeah. They've got their live show down pat. Yeah, so I love watching them. Like I've seen them so many times. Okay, by so many I mean like a few times because like the past <laughs> years, right? But like yeah. I, because for so for babies, I knew that you know you had to camp for tickets basically because yeah. it's restricted, mm. right? Well, mm. I really camped. You know the first so the first set I got was electrical because I was like it's gonna sell out. I want to watch electrical. Okay. So I got okay. electrical and then I got Caracal. And I was like, okay, then the rest chill. Just see what I can get. <laughs> so it's funny yeah. because like if you've been around long enough, like I have been, the first time I saw Electrical, they were kids. Yeah, wow. Is it the Fort Canning show? 
No, that was room full. No lah, room full of blues lah. So we were doing our gig. We were doing our gig. So this is like 2000. No, sorry, 97. Yeah. <laughs> 97 or 98. So we walked in and they were jamming lah. These little kids were jamming. So cute. They, they said, then, they, then, then they were like, I was thinking, hey, what do you call yourself? Uh, we are called the electric company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These young boys. Quite funny. We are called the electric company. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Can, but anyway, thank you. I think we thanks. We, thanks we, a we, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, hope oh, your time chat, too chat. much already. <laughs> very yeah. good. Very good chat. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hope to see you guys in person soon. Yep. yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, next, yeah, yeah. At the next show or something. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep, let's yep. Keep, yeah. On, keep in on, touch on, and let yep. us know. Yeah. yeah for sure. Take care. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. Okay. Yes, and that was another fun episode of Lion City Rock. Um, if you like that episode, please uh, do let us know. Um, you can comment on the Fast Colors Facebook page to tell us mm. what you like or didn't like. Constructive comments on me, please. Or at our Instagram also. Yep, or at the Fast Colors Instagram, definitely. Um, yeah, if not, like, follow, and subscribe um, for this podcast on, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or Red Circle, wherever you get your podcast. And yep. tell, tell a friend about it. If you yep. think there's something that they would like or not, give them give it give this podcast to them as a gift, you know, yeah. as a friendly gift. Yeah. yeah, everybody needs to to learn something new. Everybody sometimes. needs somebody sometimes. Yep, that's true. And everybody <laughs> needs a podcast like Lion City. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, every time, every, every time. time, all the time, yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep, so yep, yep. yep. So please, uh, please follow, and um, we'll catch you around in the next episode of Lion City Rock. For now, let's just say bye. Ciao.